And in your order of service, you will see it says anthem. And you are invited to say this anthem with me. I am resurrection, and I am life, says the Lord. Whoever has faith in me shall have life, even though he die. And everyone who has life and is committed himself to me in faith shall not die forever. As for me, I know that my Redeemer lives, and that at the last he will stand upon the earth. After my awaking, he will raise me up, and my body shall see God. I myself shall see, and my eyes behold him, who is my friend and not a stranger. For none of us has life in himself, and none becomes his own master when he dies. For if we have life, we are alive in the Lord, and if we die, we die in the Lord. So then, whether we live or die, we are the Lord's possession. Happy from now on are those who die in the Lord. So it is, says the Spirit, for they rest from their labors. Blessed be God, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. And blessed be his kingdom now and forever. Amen. The Lord be with you. And also with you. Let us pray. O God of grace and glory, we remember before you this day our brother Dennis. We thank you for giving him to us, his family and friends, to know and to love as a companion on our earthly pilgrimage. In your boundless compassion, console us who mourn. Give us faith to see in death the gate of eternal life, so that in quiet confidence we may continue our course on earth until by your call we are reunited with those who have gone before. Through Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen. I invite you to be seated for the lessons. Evelyn. A reading from Isaiah. On this mountain, the Lord of hosts will make for all peoples a feast of rich food, a feast of well-aged wines, of rich food filled with marrow, of well-aged wine strained clear. And he will destroy on this mountain the shroud that is, that is cast over all peoples, the sheet that is spread over all nations. He will swallow up death forever. Then the Lord God will wipe away the tears from all faces, and the disgrace of his people he will take away from all the earth. For the Lord has spoken. It will be said on that day, lo, that this our God, we have waited for him so that he might save us. This is the Lord for whom we have waited. Let us be glad and rejoice in his salvation. The word of the Lord. Our first response this morning is Psalm 121, uh, and you're invited to say it together uh, after starting after the asterisk in the first verse. I lift up my eyes to the hills. From where is my help to come? My help comes from the Lord, the maker of heaven and earth. He will not let your foot be moved, and he who watches over you will not fall asleep. Behold, he who keeps watch over Israel shall neither slumber nor sleep. The Lord himself watches over you. The Lord is your shade at your right hand so that the sun shall not strike you by day, nor the moon by night. The Lord shall preserve you from all evil. It is he who shall keep you safe. The Lord shall watch over your going out and your coming in from this time forth forevermore. A reading from 2 Corinthians. We do not lose heart. Even though our outer nature is wasting away, our inner nature is being renewed day by day. For this slight momentary affliction is preparing us for an eternal weight of glory beyond all measure, because we look not at what can be seen, but what cannot be seen. For what can be seen is temporary, but what cannot be seen is eternal. 
For we know that if the earthly tent we live in is destroyed, we have a building from God, a house not made with hands, eternal in the heavens. For in this tent we groan, longing to be clothed with our heavenly dwelling. If indeed, when we have taken it off, we will not be found naked. For while we are still in this tent, we groan under our burden, because we wish not to be unclothed, but to be further clothed, so that what is mortal may be swallowed up by life. He who has prepared us for this very thing is God, who has given us the Spirit as guarantee. So we are always confident, even though we know that while we are at home in the body, we are away from the Lord. For we walk by faith, not by sight. Yes, we do have confidence, and we would rather be away from the body and at home with the Lord. So whether we are at home or away, we make it our aim to please him. The word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. Our second response this morning is from Psalm 23. And again, you're invited to read together after the asterisk in the first verse. The Lord is my shepherd. I shall not be in want. He makes me lie down in green pastures and leads me beside still waters. He revives my soul and guides me along right pathways for his name's sake. Though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I shall, I shall fear, fear no evil, for you are with me. Your rod and your staff, they comfort me. You spread a table before me in the presence of those who trouble me. You have anointed my head with oil, and my cup is running over. Surely your goodness and mercy shall follow me in all the days of my life, and I will dwell in the house of the Lord forever. I invite you to stand for the reading of the gospel. The Holy Gospel of our Lord Jesus Christ, according to John. Glory to you, Lord Christ. Jesus said, I am the good shepherd. The good shepherd lays down his life for the sheep. The hired hand, who is not the shepherd and does not own the sheep, sees the wolf coming and leaves the sheep and runs away. And the wolf snatches them and scatters them. The hired hand runs away because a hired hand does not care for the sheep. I am the good shepherd. I know my own and my own know me, just as the Father knows me and I know the Father. And I lay down my life for the sheep. I have other sheep who do not belong to this fold, I must bring them also, and they will listen to my voice. So there will be one flock and one shepherd. The Gospel of the Lord. Praise to you, Lord Christ. I came to know Dennis when he was a student at Bishop Ireton High School, and I was directing plays there. And Dennis was in several of our plays. Now, truth be told, Dennis was not the greatest actor. He tended at times to be fairly stiff, and at times looked somewhat uncomfortable, embarrassed to be on stage. But he loved the community that's created when you put a production together. But Dennis had other qualities that were much more important than acting ability. He was dependable, cooperative. More than that, he brought a happy, friendly presence to our productions that all of us appreciated. And most of all, he proved to be a good friend to everyone else involved in the production, whether they be in the cast or in the crew. Later, I knew him as a beaming bridegroom. At your wedding tomorrow, he was clearly head over heels in love with you. And after that, as I saw, I saw him as a proud father, as I, as I baptized you, Cecilia. Yes, Dennis was always a good friend and a very good man. And that makes his death so difficult to accept. 
He was too young, too vibrant, too good to be taken away from us at such an early age. Yes, we believe that he is with the Lord, but we still miss his presence here. And so this morning, we gather not only to celebrate his life, we look to find in the prayers and readings of this service some consolation and some hope in the face of such a loss. Certainly, the words of scripture we just heard in the readings offer us hope. The prophet Isaiah describes a transformed Mount Zion, God's mountain, in Jerusalem. He sees it as the site of a magnificent banquet that the Lord has provided for his people, a place where death itself is destroyed, where God will wipe away our tears and console his people. (coughs) Then, in the second reading, Paul invites us to see ourselves as God sees us, to see ourselves as we truly are and as we are destined to be, children of God, destined to exchange our earthly appearances for the clothing of immortality. Finally, in the Gospel, the evangelist John tells us quite simply that our Lord Jesus is our good shepherd the Son of God, who laid down his life so that we might have eternal life. All of these are truly consoling words. And still, the pain we feel at the loss of a husband or a father, a son, a brother, or a friend, can get in the way of our hearing and perhaps believing them. Paul claims that we walk by faith and not by sight that we have confidence in the promise of the kingdom. And we began this service as a congregation, reciting an anthem that draws from several other scriptural passages and serves as a profession of our faith in God and in God's promise of eternal life. But although we proclaim those words, our grief may interfere with the comfort these words of the Lord are intended to give us. That's not unusual or surprising. Grief can easily affect us in that way. And that is why I think we gather together here in this church. Individually, we may find it hard to feel the consolation that scripture offers us, or even to believe the promise of the scriptures, to trust in the loving hands of God. But gathering as a church, we are not alone. We gather with other believers, family, friends, some whose faith is strong, as well as those whose faith is challenged by Dennis' death. But together, we support one another in believing the good news, the promise of the resurrection. If individually our faith may falter, together we can be strong and trust in the Father's love for us. Tamara, Cecilia, Anna, and Evelyn, Dennis and Carol, Susan, Mary Beth, and Michael. Dennis' death is not the end of his story. Although he is no longer present as he was, he is with the Lord. And there he still loves and cares for each one of you very much. As we join with you in mourning Dennis' death and celebrating who he was in life, we also join with you in faith, trusting that our Heavenly Father who loves all his children has prepared a place for Dennis where he waits to welcome you and all who were close to him into the heavenly kingdom to join him with the Lord. The kingdom where there is light and happiness that can never be dimmed. In God's mercy, may Dennis rest in peace. Amen. I invite the congregation to stand. And as your faith traditions and consciences allow,
and in the assurance of eternal life given at baptism, let us proclaim our faith and say, I believe in God, the Father Almighty, creator of heaven and earth. I believe in Jesus Christ, his only Son, our Lord. He was conceived by the power of the Holy Spirit and born of the Virgin Mary. He suffered under Pontius Pilate, was crucified, died, and was buried. He descended to the dead. On the third day, he rose again. He ascended into heaven and is seated at the right hand of the Father. He will come again to judge the living and the dead. I believe in the Holy Spirit, the Holy Catholic Church, the communion of saints, the forgiveness of sins, the resurrection of the body, and the life everlasting. Amen. Almighty God, who has knit together your elect in one communion and fellowship in the mystical body of your Son, Jesus Christ, grant, we, may, we beseech you, to your whole church in paradise, and on earth your light and your peace. Amen. Grant all who have been baptized in Christ's death and resurrection may die to sin and rise to newness of life and that through the grave and gate of death we may pass with him to our joyful resurrection. Amen. Grant to us who are still in our pilgrimage and who walk as yet by faith that your Holy Spirit may lead us in holiness and righteousness all our days. Amen. Amen. Grant to your faithful people pardon and peace that we may be cleansed from all our sins and serve you with a quiet mind. Amen. Amen. Grant to all who mourn a sure confidence in your fatherly care that casting all their grief on you, they may know the consolation of your love. Amen. Give courage and faith to those who are bereaved that they may have strength to meet the days ahead in the comfort of a reasonable and holy hope, in the joyful expectation of eternal life with those they love. Amen. Amen. Help us, we pray, in the midst of things we cannot understand, to believe and trust in the communion of saints, the forgiveness of sins, and the resurrection to life everlasting. Amen. Grant us grace to entrust us to your never-failing love. Receive him into the arms of your mercy. And remember him according to the favor which you bear to your people. Amen. Grant that increasing in knowledge and love of you, Dennis may go straight from strength to strength in the life of perfect service in your heavenly kingdom. Amen. Grant us with all who have died in the hope of resurrection to have our consummation and bliss in your eternal and everlasting glory. And with blessed Francis and all your saints to receive the crown of life which you promise to all who share in the victory of your son, Jesus Christ, who lives and reigns with you and the Holy Spirit, one God forever and ever. Amen. Amen. I invite you, as you are able, to confess your sins against God and your neighbor. Most merciful God, we, we confess, confess that, that we have sinned against you in thought, word, and deed, by what we have done and by what we have left undone. We have not loved you with our whole heart. 
We have, we have not, not loved our neighbors, neighbors as ourselves. We are, we are truly, truly sorry and we, we humbly repent. For the sake of your Son, Jesus Christ, have mercy on us and forgive us, that we may delight in your will and walk in your ways to the glory of your name. Amen. Almighty God, have mercy on you, forgive you all your sins through our Lord Jesus Christ, strengthen you in all goodness, and by the power of the Holy Spirit, keep you in eternal life. Amen. The peace of the Lord be always with you. And also with you. I invite you to offer to each other a sign of God's peace. I invite you all to be seated for just a moment. This is my time to remind you of how we're going to do communion and what to expect if you're going to partake and you're not from our tradition. We are going to go from family to outside to inside, back to front. Follow the ushers and they will help you. Secondly, um, we are going to take in one kind only, the bread. Um, we're doing this for health reasons. Um, and I will not be passing it out. We're going to set trays out here. And I will uh, say the words of distribution as you come forward. Uh, so uh, expect us to be putting them out. I'm going to show you what, uh, what this looks like. I know this is not standard, but these are our adaptations under current circumstances. You will find a little piece of uh, paper like this with a piece of the host in it. <clears throat> it will have been blessed on the altar, and you can pick this up yourself as you pass by. Again, all may, some should, none must. So that's our offer for communion this morning. And we do have gluten-free wafers. So if you come forward to receive gluten-free and uh, you haven't gotten one, just cross your arms over your chest so that we'll know to bring gluten-free to you. And with that, I will invite you to offer a sacrifice to God and make good your vows to the Most High. And uh, we will have a vocal offering while I set the table. wings bear you on the breath of dawn make you to shine like the sun and hold you in the palm of his hand you who dwell in the shelter of the Lord who abide in his shadow for life say to the Lord my refuge my rock in whom I trust and he will raise you up on eagles wings bear you on the breath of dawn make you to shine like the sun and hold you in the palm of his hand. The snare of the fowler will never capture you, and famine will bring you no fear. Under his wings your refuge, his faithfulness, 
your shield and he will raise you up on eagle's wings bear you on the breath of dawn make you to shine like the sun and hold you in the palm of his hand you need not fear the terror of the night nor the arrow that flies by day thousands may fall about you near you it shall not come for he will raise you up on eagle's wings bear you on the breath of dawn make you to shine like the sun and hold you in the palm of his hand for to his angels he's given a command to guard you in all of your ways upon their hands they will bear you up lest you dash your foot against a stone and he will raise you up on eagle's wings bear you on the breath of dawn make you to shine like the sun and hold you in the palm of his hand. I invite you to stand for the great thanksgiving. The Lord be with you. And with your spirit. Lift up your heart. We lift them up to the Lord. Let us give thanks to the Lord our God. It is right to give him thanks and praise. It is right and a good and joyful thing, always and everywhere, to give thanks to you, Father Almighty, Creator of heaven and earth, through Jesus Christ our Lord, who rose victorious from the dead and comforts us with the blessed hope of everlasting life. For to your faithful people, O Lord, life is changed, not ended, and when our mortal body lies in death, there is prepared for us a dwelling place eternal in the heavens. Therefore, we praise you, joining our voices with angels and archangels and with all the company of heaven who forever sing this hymn to proclaim the glory of your name. Holy, 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 Lord God, might, heaven and earth are full of your glory. Hosanna in the highest. Blessed is he who comes in the name of the Lord. Hosanna in the highest. Holy and gracious Father, in your infinite love you made us for yourself and when we had fallen into sin and become subject to evil and death you in your mercy sent jesus christ your only and eternal son to share our human nature to live and die as one of us to reconcile us to you the god and father of all he stretched out his arms upon the cross and offered himself in obedience to your will a perfect sacrifice for the whole world on the night he was handed over to suffering and death, our Lord Jesus Christ took bread. And when he had given thanks to you, he broke it and gave it to his disciples and said, Take, eat, this is my body which is given for you. Do this for the remembrance of me. After supper, he took the cup of wine. And when he had given thanks, he gave it to them and said, Drink this, all of you. This is my blood of the new covenant, which is shed for you and for many for the forgiveness of sins. Whenever you drink it, do this for the remembrance of me. Therefore, we proclaim the mystery of faith. Christ, Christ has, has died. died. Christ, Christ is risen. risen. Christ Christ's will God. come again. We celebrate the memorial of our redemption, O Father, in this sacrifice of praise and thanksgiving. 
Recalling his death, resurrection, and ascension, we offer you these gifts. Sanctify them by your Holy Spirit to be for your people the body and blood of your Son, the holy food and drink of new and unending life in him. Sanctify us also that we may faithfully receive this holy sacrament and serve you in unity, constancy, and peace. And at the last day, bring us with all your saints into the joy of your eternal kingdom. All this we ask through your Son, Jesus Christ. By him and with him and in him, in the unity of the Holy Spirit, all honor and glory is yours, Almighty Father, now and forever. Amen. And now as our Savior Christ has taught us, we are bold to say, Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever and ever. Amen. Alleluia. Christ, our Passover, is sacrificed for us. Therefore, let us keep the feast. Alleluia. The gifts of God for the people of God. Take them in remembrance that Christ died for you and feed on him in your hearts by faith with thanksgiving.
I invite the congregation to stand for the post-communion prayer. Let us pray. Almighty God, we thank you that in your great love you have fed us with the spiritual food and drink of the body and blood of your Son, Jesus Christ, and have given us a foretaste of your heavenly banquet. Grant that this sacrament may be to us a comfort in affliction and a pledge of our inheritance in that kingdom where there is no death, neither sorrow nor crying, but the fullness of joy with all your saints. Through Jesus Christ, our Savior. Amen. I invite you to be seated. And at this time, I'd like to invite Susan McGuire to come and speak on behalf of the family. is Susan McGuire, and as many of you know, I am Dennis's oldest sister. I want to thank all of you for being here this morning to celebrate and remember Dennis's life. And Tammy, thank you for inviting me to share my thoughts and remembrances of Dennis with you all. I know that you probably, most of you, probably know Dennis from the life he built with Tammy and their beautiful, accomplished daughters, Cecilia, Anna, and Evelyn. Or perhaps you knew him from his distinguished professional career. I'm honored to be here today to spend a few minutes sharing memories of the Dennis I grew up with. Dennis was born in 1964 in Akron, Ohio, joining his mom and dad, Carol and Dennis, and two older sisters, me, my sister Mary Beth, our brother Michael, joined the family in 1967. On the day after Dennis's fourth birthday, we moved to Springfield, Virginia, where we spent most of our childhoods. Our dad is also named Dennis, but my brother has a different middle name. My brother's middle name was Anthony because my mom tells us she prayed to St. Anthony for a son. Now, my dad tells me she was ecstatic when Dennis was born and couldn't stop proudly telling all the nurses and hospital staff that she had a boy. Later, my sister and I didn't quite know what to think about the praying for a son thing. But the fact is that we made the most of our older sister status. Dennis would probably say, and he would be right, that it was a hard thing to be a third wheel to two older sisters who thought they knew everything. But Dennis made his unique mark on our family to be sure. We have so many family stories of his quick mind, his curiosity, and his unusual hobbies and interests. Here's a few things you might not know about my brother. When he was just a small child, Dennis was fascinated by the U.S. presidents. He memorized and could recite them in order with their vice presidents. His favorite president was John Quincy Adams. We never knew, and I'm not sure he ever told us why John Quincy was his favorite. As an outstanding diplomat and abolitionist, our sixth president wasn't a bad choice, but photos showed him as wearing these sort of mutton chop sideburns and looking grim and gruff. And we teased Dennis mercilessly that he looked like an old goat. Dennis did not appreciate his hero being besmirched in that way. And he would stubbornly and yes, sometimes ferociously defend him, mutton chops and all. Dennis also loved numbers and mathematics, but, and this is important, only if the numbers involved were in the form of money. He loved money, counting it, thinking about it, doing multi-digit, multi-step math problems in his head, if in the form of money. And he was an intense competitor in family monopoly games. Suffice to say that his chosen profession of financial planning was not a surprise to any of us. When telling the story of Dennis's childhood, I couldn't possibly leave out our much-beloved family dog, Corky. Part Welsh Corgi, part who knows what, Corky was actually Dennis's dog, a birthday gift to him on his ninth birthday. My mom remembers that she and my dad had gone to pick up Corky while we kids were at school. When Dennis got home and discovered Corky, he ran back to the front porch, yelled out the front door to the rest of the kids leaving the bus stop, 
and all of Nassau Drive and all of the world, I got a dog. Corky was our faithful companion for many years, and we all loved him. Unfortunately, he was stubborn and not that well-trained, and we had to pick up after his accidents often, usually in a particular place on our dining room carpet. But when my dad would try to lecture Corky or discipline him in any way, Corky would run away, always searching for my brother's legs as safe shelter. Corky, as John Quincy, was the beneficiary of Dennis's stubborn loyalty. Dennis, Mary Beth, Mike, and I grew up with a pack of cousins all around our same age. In one memorable cousin collaboration, Dennis was the star slash villain, an only boy cousin, participating in a ballet in our living room of our Springfield home for families and neighbors. It was a tale of a garden of flowers, girl cousins all regaled in old ballet recital tutus, um, dancing happily, blooming beautifully, until Jack Frost, played by Dennis, breathed an icy wind on them, making them die off for the winter. Dennis played the Jack Frost role with a good-natured gusto and just the right touch of little brother-inspired mischief as he ran across the makeshift stage, brandishing a stick representing his frosty wand. Dennis's stint as Jack Frost foreshadowed his roles on the stage during his years at Bishop Ireton. To get to school, he traveled the Beltway via the old Springfield Mixing Bowl in a yellow VW. At Ireton, he developed a circle of longtime friends. And as Father noted in his homily, um, he was Dennis's high school drama teacher. Uh, I never got to see Dennis on the high school stage, but I hear that he created a sensation in one Shakespearean comedy where he was the tallest member of the chorus and wore a costume that included a grass skirt and a coconut bra. <laughs> Apparently he brought down the house. As for all of us, Dennis's life took twists and turns and he evolved as a person and a brother. For me, a turning point in our relationship was when we were both at UVA in the mid-1980s. Perhaps because I had not lived in the same house with him for a while, I was in college while he was in high school, he seemed utterly transformed. He visited my apartment and was so friendly to my roommates. He proudly introduced me to his own friends and was eager to show off the traditions of the university, as he would call it. He was unsuccessful in convincing me to come to a fraternity party, but I did visit his house once, not something I would repeat as the housekeeping at Sigma Phi Epsilon left a lot to be desired. But regardless, my brother had matured into someone who was not just a younger brother, but a friend with a kind heart and an enthusiastic and engaging personality. Dennis loved to travel and had a keen sense of adventure. After his graduation from UVA in 1986, he went on a year-long backpacking trip through Europe. My mom was nervous the entire time. But it resulted in one of my all-time favorite photos of Mary Beth Dennis and me. It was taken in the summer of 1987 when Mary Beth and I were on a shorter summer European trip and somehow before cell phones we were able to meet up with Dennis in person at a Parisian cafe for a visit. The photo of a, the three of us smiling over our cokes and cafe au lait never fails to make me happy. Later during the 1996 Olympics in Atlanta Dennis stayed with my cousin Anne and her husband Alfie and had a wonderful time helping them take their young family to all the events during the summer. Always helpful, Dennis would read the Starbucks special drink prices while standing outside on the sidewalk. He was tall enough to see the board from outside. Otherwise, someone would have to negotiate the steps and the door and the crowd with Anne and Alfie's young children. And speaking of height, Dennis didn't like to talk about it too much. I guess he heard too many questions about how tall he was or jokes about how the air was up there. But we had to admit it came in handy sometimes. One memorable time, he agreed, for some reason, to be a ringer for the Kirkland and Ellis partner basketball team when he visited me in Los Angeles in the mid-1990s, helping the team win a first-ever victory over the associate team. I remember Dennis, who wasn't necessarily a basketball player, but he just sort of ambled across the court, you know, calmly grabbing the ball, dunking it in the basket as if it were nothing. He'd get the rebound do it again, no biggie. He left a lot of hard-charging litigators pretty frustrated that afternoon. 
As time went on and our extended family grew and expanded, Dennis became a doting uncle and a wonderful brother-in-law. Mary Beth and I remembered separately that Dennis was the first person to visit Mary Beth after she had her daughter, Melissa, and then seven years later, he was the first person to visit me after I had Colleen. In my case, I think he arrived within the hour. In both cases, he came bearing stuffed dogs that became much loved by his new nieces. When Mary Beth's children, Melissa and Christopher, were the only niece and nephew in our family, Dennis spoiled them rotten. Uncle Dennis treated them to the biggest supersized milkshakes, acted as their bodyguards during Halloween trick-or-treating, and lifted them up to find every last Easter treat during our annual family egg hunts. And when he met the wonderful Tammy, he brought her to meet Melissa and Christopher to be sure they approved. They both agreed with Dennis that she was awesome. Tammy and Dennis were married in September 2001 in a beautiful ceremony, and I don't think I've ever seen my brother dance more, talk more, or be more fully in the moment. He exuded pure joy. And to be sure, nothing made Dennis happier or prouder than being with Tammy, Cecilia, Anna, and Evie. The wonderful photos that have been shared with us recently of Dennis and his girls at swim meets, vacation, and family and school events tell the story of a great dad who cherished his family and jumped into life's treasured and tender moments with energy and pure delight. As a personal note, there are a few other memories of my brother I'll especially cherish. Dennis and I started building our careers at about the same time and our lives and our work tended to cross many times. I was one of his first clients, as was my sister and other family members, and uh, as were some of my work colleagues and friends as well. Over the past weeks, I've received notes from common acquaintances, former colleagues, and family members who have told me how much they valued his quiet, dedicated support and guidance. He offered wise counsel to me and to my family through cross-country moves, marriage, children, career transitions, and life's ups and downs. But even more importantly, it's the family members, the memories, the special occasions, and the holiday gatherings with Dennis and his crew, for which I am most grateful. When Dennis and Tammy hosted a holiday dinner, he would open the front door and welcome everyone in a hearty voice. He was one of the few people who called me Susie. I'd have to stand on my tippy toes to give him a great big hug. There'd be laughing and talking by everyone all at once. Dennis would be the mostly quiet and ever patient host of a large and noisy gathering of adults, kids, and usually a dog or cat or two. He'd offer everyone their favorite drink. A large stash of Coke Zero was always on hand. And Dennis would be the one to clean up afterwards, letting Tammy relax after the big meal. When he was at our house or Mary Beth's or my mom and dad's, you'd find him patiently holding one of his girls while watching the game with my dad. He'd often seek out a quiet place after the meal for a snooze. At our girls' birthday parties, he was happy to participate in whatever girly theme we had going on Anna Montana, cheerleading, or something else, he'd be there holding a daughter or two, chatting up a friend or neighbor, enjoying the chaos. I could go on about more special memories of Dennis, when he used to pile the cousins into his car to go to Swenson's after family reunions in Akron. After all, there's always room for a cheeseburger and a milkshake. His kindness and mentorship to his godchildren, nieces, nephew, and his younger cousins, or his lug of rugby, Russian culture, James Joyce, the 70s Dallas Cowboys, and 80s punk rock. With each memory, funny, tender, and eye-rolling, we bless the memory of my brother, and he blesses us. A wise friend told me recently that a relationship doesn't end when a loved one passes on, but it changes and evolves. It is still there. It is still real. In grieving, in laughing, in crying, and remembering, Dennis is still in our hearts. Husband, dad, brother, son, colleague, neighbor, friend. Our shared stories and beloved memories bind us together as a family and a community. Dennis is still part of our story and our lives. Our work now is to continue his legacy of loyalty, curiosity, integrity, and zest for life. What I learned from my brother is this. 
Life is an adventure, and life is precious. Live fully. Explore. Learn something new. Take a nap. Take a risk. Figure out what matters to you. Find love. Nurture it and keep it close to your heart. Thank you for being here for my brother today. And Dennis, I love you and I will see you on the other side. Thank you. I invite the congregation to stand for the commendation. Give rest, O Christ, to your servant with your saints. Where sorrow and pain are no more, neither sighing, but life everlasting. You only are immortal, the creator and maker of mankind. And we are mortal, formed of the earth, and to the earth shall we return. For so did you ordain when you created me, saying, You are dust, and to dust you shall return. All of us go down to the dust, yet even at the grave we make our song, Alleluia, Alleluia, Alleluia. Give rest, O Christ, to your servant with your saints, where sorrow and pain are no more, neither sighing or life everlasting. Into your hands, O merciful Savior, we commend your servant, Dennis. Acknowledge, we humbly beseech you, a sheep of your own fold, a lamb of your own flock, a sinner of your own redeeming. Receive him into the arms of your mercy, into the blessed rest of everlasting peace, and into the glorious company of the saints in light. Amen. I will ask you to be patient as we process out, and we'll ask the family to follow right behind our um, acolyte here, um, and I will issue a blessing. The God of peace, who brought again from the dead our Lord Jesus Christ, the great shepherd of the sheep, through the blood of the everlasting covenant, make you perfect in every good work, working in you that which is well-pleasing in his sight. And the blessing of God Almighty, the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit be among you and remain with you always. Amen. Let us bless the Lord. <laughs>